You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. last week go without me well we didn't we did that's interesting because we didn't do an episode oh so what happened well we had actually did the plan you originally suggested where i replayed on cfrc the um spoiler avengers thing yeah. we did and then just at the end add a little thing like if you want to hear more you know okay. go download so there was no new podcast last week but there was a new episode on cfrc it's because i couldn't get what i wanted to do together fast enough the holiday yeah because of the holiday mainly but it was really just me i just sort of checked out and didn't do it i was trying to be a good co-host and letting you not take the blame but... yeah no it was me it was 100 percent me because like i want to say that because Ty- so a shout out to tyler our uh star trek correspondent and my friend andrew who did the uh the episode with me um, about the Avengers and Matt Salton, who we've all had on the show before, all three of them were ready to go with the idea I, w- I had planned. So I was going to make it as if I forgot you weren't going to be here. So it's me alone in the studio and have the three of them do call-ins right. and do a bunch of fun stuff. And they were ready to go. Like, they were all on board for it. It was great. But I just... It, it, suddenly the long weekend happened and it got to Monday night and I was like, well, Yikes. here we are. And I just, I don't have the energy to do this. So I, so CFRC got a new episode, but for podcasting, we didn't do one last week, but this week there will be two. So you Tuesday in the Tuesday time slot, you still did a new episode. Technically it was still new because it was, it was a replay of our podcast that was oh, never aired on CFRC. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And because of Spider-Man opening, I thought, well, this would be a good tie-in yeah. because the content's there. Mm-hmm. It was actually your original suggestion yes. for what to do. Um, and then I was like, no, no, we'll do this fun <laughs> thing. No, yeah, absolutely not. And Again, then me just trying to make your life yeah, easier. Yeah, and I should have just listened. <laughs> um, but... This week, you, people will get two new podcasts. So this yeah. episode's up, you know, is, is on CFRC and is up now as a podcast. But then in a couple of days, we're going to release our Spider-Man spoiler talk yeah. that Andrew and I did. So that will be out later this week. As like added footage. As added. Yeah. Bonus material. Bonus stuff. Add, so you get, so if you were upset you didn't get a new episode last week, you're going to get two this week. So that'll make up for it. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. We have a great episode this week because you saw way more movies than than I expected. <laughs> and it's also, I, I guess I forget, it's been two weeks since yeah. we've done this. I, so there's I a lot saw my about. normal amount of movies. It just seems like more because yeah. you're catching up with me. So the thing we promoted to people was that like, we're going to talk about Late Night. Yeah. And I saw Spider-Man. But you told me just two seconds ago that you saw a bunch more. So what else did you see? I saw Yesterday. Right. And Annabelle Come Home. Okay. Or Annabelle Comes Home. And Annabelle Comes Home. So that's in the Conjuring Annabelle universe. Yes. Uh, horror movie and then yesterday is the what if the Beatles didn't exist movie yes fantastic <laughs> what if the Beatles didn't exist but one person Remember remembers, and remembers gets super them <laughs> that, is, that has been my dream forever like if I had like a fantasy it would be that some like awesome thing exists that only I knew existed so I could take credit for it yeah that's a dream so I'm, I'm very interested to see what your thoughts were on that we also have a bunch of fan questions to kick us off now if people are really looking forward to uh our usual headline segment, um, not a great plan. Unfortunately, we don't have headlines this week, and that's because Taylor didn't do it. 
I had to edit my dissertation. So Taylor had to edit her dissertation. <laughs> and you tell us, fans, was it worth it? You tell us. Do you prefer Taylor edits her dissertation? And or passes do you prefer, and, and becomes passes, a doctor. And becomes a doctor. Or do you prefer, like me, not a great plan? Let us know. We'll throw out a poll on social media. Okay. People love that. Next week they'll be, hopefully, fingers crossed. I really hope we get another update on our favorite guy, Jesse, um, Smollett. Jesse Smollett, who I just learned on the weekend. It's Jesse Smollett. Oh. It's not Smollett. It's Smollett. Smollett. John Oliver did a segment on him. Way to steal our ideas, John Oliver. And uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, pronounced but, Smollett. But he's British. So is he just saying it with like a British inflection? I don't think so. It didn't seem to be like that part of it wasn't the joke, him saying his name. If he had played that off as like I'm going to over enunciate right. or whatever, maybe. But I don't know. I think it's Smollett. I better watch some YouTube Yeah, we better, we better do some research <laughs> on that next before segment. the next one. Um, so we're going to kick things off with fan questions. First, we have Lily. Um, who I believe has written him before, if it's the same Lily. Um, there's been a trend online of people sharing what they Netflix and. For example, if you don't Netflix and chill, people have been posting other things. I often find myself doing homework while watching Netflix. Do either of you have a thing you do that is on air appropriate, of course, <laughs> when you watch Netflix? Are there some things you can't be distracted while watching? I like to watch Netflix and eat dinner. Mm -hmm. um, even if I'm with... Um, Dan will say, oh, do you want to watch an episode of something while we eat? Even though we could talk to each other, we'll put on an episode. Of <laughs> you Instead of talking to each other, you're we'll in the phase TV. where you watch TV. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the romance is dead. The romance no, is dead. <laughs> wow, you've heard it here first, everyone. Erica. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you um, want to know about that. <laughs> but yeah, I would say Netflix and meals would yeah. be um, kind of my go-to. Um, and it's also like a nice break. I know when I was in school, it would be a nice break in the day, like noon lunch, watch mm. an episode of something. I've been Netflixing and grilling recently, so I've had a grilled cheese. Oh. Uh, I just I just finally started Stranger Things. I've been waiting to do that forever. So this have weekend you, I started. Have you watched the first two seasons? I've watched the first season now. So I just oh, like I just, just got into up. it. I just caught up on the first season. So now like I, I binged the entire first season this weekend. It's and, very doable. And ate a bunch of grilled cheese. Um so I Netflix and grilled. And then you I'm gonna have been eating egos. I should have been I didn't know that until I got into <laughs> it and realized the, the ego thing. Um so then I'm gonna start season two sometime this week probably this weekend yeah. like i'll probably again another weekend do season two yeah. and then do season three um but yeah netflix and grilling there are definitely some things i can't do anything and watch though one of the shows is chernobyl which is actually on crave but similar yeah. concept i have to do nothing and watch that because it's just so intense and gruesome and just what like i just have to sit there and watch it but then i have a lot like i actually am kind of like lily i do a lot of work because for my job i do a lot of posting on social media and it's very mm -hmm. like it's very the same all the time. I often put something on in the background. So I will go to Netflix for that. But it can't be something I haven't seen before. It has to be like yeah. How I Met Your Mother, The Office. Just background noise. Background noise shows. But Fuller for, House. Fuller House, absolutely. Uh, but unless I hadn't seen – like when I watched that season, I sit That's down and That's true. When it was when there was I definitely episode. eat – and watch uh, that for sure. But I definitely had a good weekend this weekend just watching Stranger Things and, and eating as well. So yeah. I definitely say I would say I Netflix and dinner all the time as well. Yeah, say I can't really do um, – if I'm watching a movie on Netflix, I can't – unless it's a movie I've seen before, I don't want to be doing another activity while yeah. watching the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it's something I've never seen, I'm the same way. Yeah. I don't want to do another activity. I know a lot of people can do that, but I, I just can't. If it's boring, I'll go on – 
Instagram. <laughs> but um, typically, if I'm engaged yeah. in the movie, yeah. I won't even yeah. be Twittering yeah. or anything. I think for sometimes I'll pause things in order to do something else if I need to. But I don't know. I found like I found Stranger Things is just the most recent thing, so that's the only example I have. But I was pretty captivated. I just watched it straight through. Took little breaks, episodes yeah. here and there. Obviously, I didn't watch it all in one sitting, but I definitely watched it throughout the weekend. Like yeah. I, got, I got through the whole thing. It's also one where because it's like a mystery almost. Yeah. It's like mystery sci-fi. Yeah, you want to pay attention Absolutely. so you can figure out what's yeah. going on it's very good i really enjoyed season one yeah i'm looking forward i i've seen the first and second season i just have to you know sit down and watch the third but yeah. dan and i are working through king of the hill right now king of the hill, so yeah. that's our yeah. priority i uh i have to start the third season of jessica jones which is a great show that i really liked from there and i haven't yet because i was kind of saving it but one thing i will say about the marvel shows that were on there jessica jones punisher and daredevil i would just watch straight through and then Nick Cage got a little bit better, but Nick Cage and Iron Fist, I definitely did something while watching the first time because they, they weren't that good. And Nick, Nick Cage did get a little bit better, so I got more into that. But I definitely just out of like I need to put these on and give them the, the, the views or whatever, I just sat there and did something else. So, But for the most part, I'm the same way. If it's new, I have to sit there yeah. and just watch it. So it's from Lily. Thanks, Lily. Uh, Morgan off of Instagram says, in honor of late night, any favorite in the business shows or movies, either about TV production, making movies, etc." cetera? Um, in the business shows and movies about making a movie. Well, one we reviewed this year that I saw was Stan and Ollie, which I thought was very good. Like very behind yeah. the scenes of like a comedy duo going going around. So that had a little bit of, of movie sort of them in production as as well as uh, you know on stage that was that was like a really good about them in the business movie um hail caesar yeah one of the newer cohen brother movies i think came out maybe two or three years ago now that's a really great um about a studio system um like the old school studio system in the 50s it was a really great movie a lot of fun to watch and if you like old hollywood you'll appreciate Kind of the behind the scenes on the studio and in, on the sets and stuff. Um, There's a movie that I recently rewatched and I can't remember the name of it, but it it's about Marilyn Monroe and her doing a film. Ten with, weeks with Marilyn. Yeah, or, yeah, or my my week with Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, that's actually quite a good movie for behind the scenes stuff because it's it's um, Kenneth Branagh plays. I can't remember the name. It's a very famous actor, Lawrence Olivier. Olivier, yeah. And he's working on a film, and you sort of see his interaction. And it's mainly about Marilyn Monroe, but a lot of the scenes take place on on the film set right. as they're trying to put this together. And that's actually quite interesting because you meet a lot of the behind the scenes people mm-hmm. and learn a lot of the things through there. Uh, because you, you, the movie's all through the eyes of kind of the young third director, yeah. played by Eddie Redmayne, who's meeting Marilyn Monroe for the first time, and and so it's. It's kind of – I find that film's also interesting. I think interesting. it's based on, a, like, the memoir. Yeah, of, of this – yeah. The young actually, kid yeah, or whatever because yeah. he's, like, super young in the movie. Yeah, he's very young. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's pretty good. It's also beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams. plays Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She gives a pretty solid performance. Definitely. Um, I don't I, – I stick with my choice of Hail Caesar. I think it's just a really great movie. But in terms of um, my favorite in-the-business show – which is actually about um, advertising is Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men! Because yes, if we're gonna absolutely. pick a, like if you're gonna pick like a show that's about like the business or the office, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
for me in terms of quality and yes. interest, I think Mad I Men, even though it's not film related, yeah. definitely shows you the ins and outs of advertising in the 60s. Absolutely agree with that. Phenomenal TV And they show. do, I mean, because they film quite a few commercials in the yeah. in the show, too. They go so to you Hollywood do see it. Yeah. later in the series. Yeah. So you do see a little bit of the yeah. behind the scenes of that time. I also will recommend The Newsroom, then, if we're going off of things. Because The Newsroom is a great, it's only three seasons, but it was an HBO show. It's on Crave. Jeff Daniels plays basically a news anchor of like a CNN type mm-hmm. thing, but they're trying to do the news more like less clickbaity during the time where clickbait was Just starting like to become honest, a thing. Yeah, honest serious news, news, serious news, not guests that will be good for ratings, but guests who actually have knowledge of what they're talking about. Um, and I actually find that that's a that's a great behind the scenes yeah. uh, show. So the newsroom, I'll throw that out there as well. Cool. Um, Chrissy is next. There's been a lot of talk on your show about past movies that you've both liked. Do you have any films you revisited and didn't like as much uh, as you remember liking them? Hmm. Hmm, That's a good question, actually. I mean, most likely. But if (laughs) off the top of my head, I can't think. There's some when I was a kid that I, I remember really enjoying as a kid. But then as I get older... I realized the movie was terrible. Like Wild Wild West, which was a Will Smith uh, movie. Is Jackie Chan in that? <laughs> Kevin Klein. Oh. No, Jackie Chan did. Which with is, Owen Wilson. With, with Owen Wilson, <laughs> Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon. I still love those movies. Okay. I don't care what anyone says. I love Shanghai Night and Shanghai Noon. That was during a time where they would just team Jackie Chan up with somebody who's like American. Because uh, they did it with, uh, he did Rush Hour. Yeah. Um with the guy whose name I can't remember. Chris Rock? Not no, Chris Rock. not Chris Rock. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Chris Tucker. Yep. Uh, so, and that, I love the Rush Hour movies, at least the first two Rush Hour movies, and Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Moon. I love those movies, so I like those. But definitely, like, yeah, Wild Wild West or a couple other 90s movies. Or Armageddon is one where I revisited, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't really hold up. Uh, Michael Bay, and one of the few movies that I thought was really good. Um, there's a couple, what was the one? Oh, um, Con Air. I liked a lot with as a teenager. Ca- with um, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. I liked a lot as a teenager. I just don't like it anymore. Like, I watched it and, like, this was terrible. I watched maybe the first five minutes and then had to, and then didn't finish it for reasons. But the first five minutes, couldn't get over his accent that he's doing. Yeah, it's like a... Southern, like a southern accent, but 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 a little specific. Yeah. yeah, like he's from somewhere very specific. Yeah, he's uh th- that's an interesting movie. But yeah, otherwise I can't recall anything off the top of my head that I've really just hated going back and visiting. This is what I would have to think about because yeah. honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of revisiting movies and not liking them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, usually I revisit them because I yeah. like them. Yeah. So it's hard for me to think of a movie that hasn't. Stood up. Blanken. If you're also uh, a movie that a lot of people didn't like at first, that I think is actually quite good, and people should give it a chance, is a movie called Mystery Men, which is essentially a spoof on superhero movies, and it, oh, yeah. it's even more relevant now because we're we're in the height of superhero movies. But it's basically about a ragtag group of people who live in a city where they have a superhero, but they are normal citizens who also want to help. And so they come up with ridiculous powers they have, which aren't really powers, but it's just like one guy's like really good at shoveling the driveway, so he's the shoveler. Like it's things like that. But it's it's a really, really like um, – oh, I, I, 
today is just not a good day for me with names. Uh, ben Stiller is yeah. it. And so is like, just a bunch of other people. And it's just a really funny, funny movie. I can movie. see like the poster in Yeah, Mystery mind. Men. I r- highly recommend anyone who's just looking for something who maybe they watched it a long time ago. Because it was, I think it was like a 90s movie. Oh, and for sure. Haven't revi- and haven't revisited it because they didn't like it. I think it's really good and means even more now because of the superhero movie switchover. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Chrissy. I don't have a. I gave a couple at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a couple from me, but we'll think about it. Maybe next week we can revisit that. Uh, last questions from Erica. Why wasn't there a new episode last week? My heart. Um, we described we just, it. At the beginning, uh, yeah, so. I, I've now explained that, Erica. That is why. But there will be two, as I said. I think you're a podcast downloader, um, so there will be two podcasts for you this week. Double the. Double the fun. Double, Double the, the material. The material. <laughs> and then who knows? Because this is this is actually where we're getting into. There's a couple movies coming up where we're probably going to do special podcast episodes about because I want to do spoiler talk. Like I want to talk about um, the, <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino movie that's coming Once out. Once Upon a Time Thank you. What is wrong with me? Um, that would have been a movie I would reference about um, behind the scenes in – in the industry, yeah. film industry, but obviously I haven't seen, seen it yet, yet so yeah. I can't tell you yeah. if it's good or not. But I think in the next coming weeks, people will notice we probably will do our normal episodes on on Tuesday, but then certainly I am interested in doing a bunch of podcasts, mm-hmm. so I'll probably do some spoiler talk things over the next few weeks. So people will have double the content. It'll be fine. Um, thanks for all the questions, everybody. If you want to ask a question, just simply email us at screeninginkingston at gmail.com. Remember the new deadline. 5 o'clock by Monday to get on the Tuesday show. Um, if we do a special podcast coming up and we'll let people know in advance, we'll let you know to send in your specific questions. We did that with Avengers and people seem to like that. Um, send in your specific questions, but we'll let people know about that later. But as always, just email us, find us on social media. We love your questions. Okay, we got some movies to talk about. It's true. We got a little catch up. So why don't we, why don't we start with, uh, with Late Night? Because mm-hmm. we both saw that, and we can kind of talk a little bit about that. And then we'll just get into the movies we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Um, so what did you think of Late Night? Didn't love it. I thought it was a very meh movie. Yeah. Like, it was very middle of the road. Um, that being said, the people that I saw, like, the I went by myself, but the theater was fairly full. Yeah, mine too. And people were laughing. Absolutely. Like, out loud. <laughs> All the time. And I was like, really? At things that, okay, so this is... <laughs> I, because I agree with you, and I laughed at some things, but not much. And I happen to personally think that Mindy Kaling's a decent writer, but I don't think she's a particularly strong actor. But I think her writing is actually decent. Like, I kind of like the way the thing was written, but I just didn't think it was executed as well as it could have. I think she always plays the same character, even when she's not playing the same character. Even when she's not as sort of emotional and neurotic as I think Kelly was from The Office. which But she's like, she was the same character essentially as her character from The Mindy Project yeah. in this, right? She's just trying to succeed in, in life and is kind of quirky. Um, there were a few things in this that were a little weird to me like almost borderline preachy but but didn't go quite that, as far of it my biggest problem with the movie was that i felt it was too on the nose yeah like they were trying to cover too many of the current hot social issues yeah. like the me too movement yes, yeah, stuff that like that on, yeah. and to me i feel like the movie is going to be very dated 
within five years or sooner. And I felt like they wanted to cover a lot of topics, which meant they said almost nothing about it. Because in the yeah. end, like the Me Too thing's a great example because they address it specifically. We're kind of kind of spoil this movie, but we're, they address it specifically in the movie. And the kind of climax of the movie is the character coming out and saying, um, you know, it's not right if I'm a man or a woman. Yeah. But then so I should be punished and then no punishment happens. So it's kind of like nothing happens. But also, what I found aggravating was that they were like. Oh, now she's having her Me Too movement. No assault or rape happened. No, no, it was just. It a wasn't relationship. even. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even. Like, it was like you got the Me Too thing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you missed we it. We have to include yeah, Me Too, yeah. but we don't yeah. want the main character to be a rapist. Because the idea of the Me Too movement is not just the rape and assault. It's the I'm a person in power and using that power to manipulate another yeah. person into a relationship. But that didn't happen here. At least not what they showed. Not us on what they screen. showed. No, they showed a character who the 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 so the subordinate character was male. And, and the person in power was female. So that was kind of the reverse yeah, switch. Like, oh. But the male was shown as a kind of guy who slept around. Yeah, like pig. he was shown as a pig who slept around. And he pursued so, her. He exactly. actively he, pursued he her. He actively pursued her. She sort of – kind of the, the point here was she cheated on her husband but kind of regretted it. And there was an emotional time and all these awful things that happened. And, and it was kind of convincing that she did regret yeah. it. But there was a consensual relationship that happened between two people. In the industry, there was just it was cheating. Yeah, but that's not really and she the happened Me to be Too. Older than yes, him. and but that's but not really what the Me Too movement was about. But again, a... the whole point they tried to bring up was, well, we're both going to be punished, but nothing ever happens. Nothing, I... nothing happens to continue that. Fl- like it's kind of just passed along. The 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 male employee vanishes yeah but film. i don't think he was fired though because they didn't fired, brought that up didn't okay he, just he literally just like he's is no not on he was screen. kind of the the antagonist of the movie and he's gone <laughs> it was so weird and then there's another scene about that character so mindy Kaling storms out yes because um the male character has done something which he did like chauvinistic. yeah he did you know which I mean? did like, yeah which did happen and then Another employee runs out and is trying to console her, but like the story he uses, oh yeah, makes no. <laughs> he tells a story. Sense. He tells a story about the two of them going somewhere as friends on like a trip, and then the friend abandoning him or something. And so like, that's yeah, just how he is. Like yeah, literally, yeah, like I'm like, yeah. what? What, what was the point? Like story. I didn't understand like the moral of the story. Like he essentially was like, you either live with him or you don't. But I get the point. Like so, as as when Mindy Kaling, the writer, I get the point of what she's trying to do here. Is I'm going to bring another character who's kind of an antagonist into a situation where these two characters can bond. But it was too weak. It, it was, was a weird. It was like I did not understand. It's like she had the idea of being like they have to fi- they have to be friends. They have to befriend each other this moment. I don't know what that's going to be, so I'm just going to throw and something together. And up until this point, they've been enemies. Yeah, exactly. Which is literally what... The other thing I didn't like was another line moment that I that really stuck with me was when they were... She she The whole premise is that she's, she's underqualified for this position. Yeah. She is a funny person on her own but has no qualifications to be writing She works on this at a chemical show. plant. A chemical plant. So there's a party they go to... And some guy's younger brother was not hired and she was hired over him. So they're complaining about it. And she comes up and says, yeah, I hate when a qualified person who's better gets a position or whatever. You didn't earn that line because your characters are not qualified. You're trying to make a point and, they and say, it doesn't hit it. They say multiple times throughout the movie, 
you are the token hire. And I actually kind of, that's the one point of the movie I liked is near the end when when um, Emma Thompson's character is talking to her saying, like, you are the token hire, but, like, now you're here. You what are, are you going to do about it? Yeah, and you have to earn your You have spot. to earn it now. Cause, and, but you're at least you're here. And I kind of like that, that moral of, like, sometimes people get positions for wrong reasons. Sometimes you're put in a position for the wrong reason, but it's what you do with it that's important. Yeah. So, I, again, I like that part of it. But they didn't. They just threw so much at you where it, where the things are just think, kind of so convoluted. I don't think the cheating subplot needed to be in the if show. If you just made it about movie. her being a, the, the token hire because they needed a female and they had no diversity on the staff. If they just went with that, that would have been a conflict, through line you could follow. The conflict in the movie, there's already a conflict in the movie. The conflict in the movie is that the show is going to be canceled yeah. because it isn't relevant. And the idea of of their entire writing staff being all the same essential type of person. They're yeah. all white men. They're all around the same age range. Ivy League. They're Ivy League. They're all from the same place. So the, the conflict is we need to do something about this. They hire Mindy Kaling because she's a woman. She's not white. There you go. So and then it starts off from there. I don't think they needed the whole no. subplot about the cheating. No, they. I don't think they because, did. Because, anyways, so. I think they wanted they wanted to throw a wrench into it so when things started to roll well, there's that third act conflict. Yeah. You've got your first act in conflict, your second act conflict, and now you need something in the third act to have a conflict. So they threw it in there to be the Pretty wrench. Pretty weak, though. But it was weak. Yeah. Um, Emma Thompson does a – we kind of – poo-pooed a lot in the movie emma thompson gives a very good performance i i don't think there's a, a, any acting performance in this that was awful you know i think i think she's good I think she gave it she gave a great performance i think that even the supporting cast like john lithgow who plays her husband nice to see him nice out. to see him doing something <laughs> i don't know what he does otherwise but nice to see him out and about um but he he does a very good job i really liked her sort of main assistant guy the kind of balding man can't remember his name but i thought he was very good oh yeah he's a he's a very um popular actor he's been in all of the american horror stories oh okay yeah yeah um so i forget his I name too him. but i you see him a lot in television yeah yeah he i thought um, he did a very he good did, job yeah he was amazing yeah. um it really reminded me of watching the devil wears prada right because even like you know, older woman in charge of a large, like, of a big media project, kind of a bitch, has an older male as the comic relief as her assistant. This unqualified woman comes to shake things up. So I'm like, and I didn't like The Devil Wears Prada, which probably makes sense why I didn't like Well, and the other thing that movie. I, again, this thing, the, the movie had a lot of things in it that could have been good. Like, I really liked that, that, that the main antagonist for emma thompson's character was also female the head of network was female yes so it was it was basically amy smart i think is the name no from the office from the office yeah i can't remember i don't think it's amy smart but amy ryan i think is her name um basically you you have at every level the main conflict of the movie is really three female driven, mm -hmm. which was great to see. But then when they add in all these extra things, like I think it made sense. Mindy Kaling needs to earn the respect of the people who she works with. And there's a chauvinistic attitude there that she has to fight against. Great. Yep. That's a great conflict. Yep. They did a pretty good job with it. But then like the cheating thing was one thing, but then they kept throwing in other things of like – Oh, like right now we're going to talk about the fact that she's a minority. Next, we're going to talk about the fact that she's female. Next, we're going to talk about the Me Too movement, but it's not really a Me Too movement, but we're going to bring that into it. Next, we're going to talk about like it's just like all these things kept being added on. And it's like, why can't you stick to one thing and do it well as and opposed for, to six things poorly? And because of that, the movie 
edges out at like 140, like an hour and 45. Yeah, about that. Too long for a comedy. I agree. I was like, when is earlier. this going to... Yeah, could It should earlier. be an hour yeah. 30. And, it, I, you know, I will say there's aspects of the movie I enjoyed and because we are poo-pooing it online. Like, I laughed a few times. There's some witty remarks in there. I just think, again, to me... This is a ex- great example of why you should do one thing well. Not yeah. just in your writing, but even for Mindy Kaling. Act in this or write it. Do one thing really well. Bring in a team with you. Make the, like Have them work with you. Make it the best thing you possible because there's just too many things in the script where I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like There's just too many things you're throwing out there that just doesn't fit. And unfortunately, I think these ty- – I'm going to throw something out there. I think these types of movies are as bad – for people as Green Book is because it's showing you uh, a certain way to deal with certain issues that I think is incorrect and is wrong too. Like that, that's making – like so now the Me Too movement is about people having consensual relationships. That's not what it is. That's not what it's about and this movie makes it seem like it was about that. And this movie makes it seem like Mindy Kaling was qualified for this position when she wasn't. And that was actually what I thought was well, so interesting it, at the beginning. It went like – it was flip-floppy. It flip-flopped a lot. sometimes they yeah. were like – sometimes she was like, I'm not qualified. Yeah. And then other times she was like – why shouldn't I get yeah. this job over you? And the reality is she shouldn't have got the job. But once she was there, she did a great job with it. She and, proved and, that she And also it. you saw – what I liked about the movies, you saw growth in her. She got better at writing and how to get her jokes in and how to be part of this. And she learned from those around her and they learned from her. And it was very balanced in that way. But that's the thing I didn't like about this movie is one minute I'm like, wow, this is like – what's the term? Woke? This yeah. is a woke movie. And then another time it's like, this movie belongs like 20, 30 years ago. Like it's just But using wrong. like the gram, like the vocabulary. The vocabulary of today. Now. Yeah. So that's that's where I I didn't like the movie. And, and it's such a crowd pleaser. And I think that that's devastating. People were like, ch- like they weren't chuckling. They were guffawing. They were laughing. I think, I think that kind of proves my point about Green Book. As I think you well, yeah, have to, for Green some audiences- super- for some audiences, you have to play it in a way that is – I don't want to use the word I was going to use. But you basically have to lay it out there and don't say this is down. the way. Don't – yeah. There you go. That was that was, that was gonna... <laughs> I was dumb it down. But if, unfortunately, I if your theater was packed, mine was too. Packed yeah. with people howling, laughing. I saw for a Friday movie, night, opening night at like 6.50. I saw it on a Saturday night, 6.50. And, and it's not – unintelligently written movie and that's that's unfortunate for for issues that i think deserve the best thing and i think mindy kaling is a great writer and should be tackling these things but why can't you do one thing and do it well as opposed to doing six things poorly is she a good writer because all I, she I think does so. is write about her own life all the episodes that she wrote in the office i thought were particularly okay. good um and they had nothing to do with her the mindy project i kind of discount because that's different her name in the movie molly, molly. Not that yeah. different from no, Mindy. Mindy. Yeah, no, and I'm not, and I, I think that like obviously there's weaknesses to her writing, but I do like the way that the script could have gone, and yeah. I liked what was in there. I just think it was poorly executed, and it went off in too many. And I'm being directions. a little bit facetious. I think she is a good writer, but yeah. I'd like maybe to see her do something. Do something else. It's a yeah. little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I think she's going to be around for a long time. Oh, yeah. So especially for movies keep doing this well because this movie did make money. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Um, but for me, unfortunately, it's a skip it. Mine's a watch it on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Right. The new That's watch our, it on yeah. an airplane. I got to add that into our I would uh, say, posting uh, about it. See it on airplane. an airplane. You know, airplane. You, you're like, I need to kill two hours, but airplane. I'm also, you want something that's like non-offensive? Yeah. 
And then you completely forget yeah. about it after you've seen it. Honestly, for me, it's a skip it just because there are better examples of what she's trying to say out there. And yeah. and I actually, it's something I just brought up is one of them. Go watch The Newsroom. There are 16 episodes, or no, 26 episodes, because it's three seasons, two, two 10 episode seasons, and a six episode season. There are 26 episodes of The Newsroom that is also kind of like industry, like very similar. Um, it's it's as it's funnier than than uh, late night, and it tackles a lot of the same issues uh, and does it a way better job of it. There you go. So there you go. So it's a skipper for me, and that's an airplane from Taylor. <laughs> um, so why don't we talk about yesterday? Yeah. Um, yesterday was amazing. Okay. Um, this is a great summer movie. Um, British film really knows how to give you light and airy, nice films that are just well done. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I heard that about it is that if you want a light, airy, but really good film, go mm-hmm. see yesterday. Like, it's kind of got that feel to it. So that's interesting. Yeah, like, it's not... So the premise of the movie we talked about at the beginning is that the electricity goes out all across the world. And at the exact same moment, our main character gets hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up, I think, like three days later in the hospital. Um, and he slowly... It's slowly revealed that no one knows who the Beatles are but him. So that's the that's the setup of the movie. And oh, he's, so good. at this point, an unsuccessful musician. Right. But he is a musician, I believe. He's, he's a, yeah, he's a no, musician he's, at the time. He's just unsuccessful. He's trying okay. like he's trying to have a music career, but he is failing. And he's told his manager, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go back to teaching. But then he gets this treasure trove of material that's considered which like a lot which is considered like the best music in the world not my opinion but (laughs) it's generally considered you know but it's a crowd pleaser yeah it's it's one of the best bands in the world so the movie then is about him kind of rising to fame um but how there's conflict between him and his manager who like there's a little bit you know are they more than manager, employee? Hmm. They've been lifelong friends, him and her. Right. Um, so there's conflict. His fame. Is creates... that Lily James's character? Yes. Okay. So there's conflict between his career and sort of his relationships. And also this moral question of, you know, this isn't his material. No one knows. No one knows that it's not his material, but it's still not his. So he has this sort of moral issue. Like I'm bringing this music to the world, selling it as my own. But like, is that right? Which Um, is tough when no one remembers it. You realize, I don't want to give too much of a spoiler away, but there's two other people. Oh. Who knows? Okay. Okay. So So something does happen. Yes. So there is like a little bit. Cool. um, So he plays, I'm pretty sure he did all his own singing, but like he's actually singing the songs. um, And it was just a really well done I can't really think of anything that I didn't like about it. That's great. I thought the acting was really great. The writing was really great. Um, his singing was definitely just like every man. Like it was really believable that he was a musician mm-hmm. trying to make it but had mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. You know what but I mean? But because the songs are so well written of the Beatles, he was getting fame off exactly. that, even though he wasn't necessarily improved. Like he sounds he like sounds good, yeah. right? But it's the it's the songwriting, the songwriting. that's so yeah. captivating. Yeah. Which is I mean that's true like I and I I mean I admire when that happens. Sometimes the not the grace singers are relatively popular, but they're such good songwriters yeah. that you you kind of balances out. Yeah. yeah. 
Ed Sheeran, I think that's Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran um, makes a cameo. The musician. Um, yeah, the musician. I've heard three of his songs. He plays himself in the movie. He plays himself. Oh, okay. yeah. So he he um, listens to the the guy's music, like streaming it on a TV show, and asks him to come on tour with him. And that's kind of so it's Ed Sheeran who um, makes him famous, kind yeah. of. And so there's a little bit of. Um, conflict between them because ed's trying to be a nice guy but is like ticked off that this nobody has become yeah so so famous famous, yeah um and the woman from saturday night live the blonde kate mckinnon yep she um also has a a role she's like the american manager and she plays kind of this ball breaking like (laughs) all about business all about money so she gives a really great comedic performance Lily James is just wonderful. Like she's just an angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't think I've ever seen her anything that I haven't liked. Yeah, she's like she's just so sweet. Place, yeah. Um. So it's definitely a see it for me, and a see it from Dan. Dan's a very. You think I'm a tough critic? Dan's much tougher okay. than I am. Taylor and Dan giving it a see it. There yeah. you go. Our guest reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> We'll put that out there. We'll we always put our ratings on social media a day or two after the show, so we'll we'll give him a little shout. Yeah, out. Dan a, says so. Dan approved. Movie. Dan 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 approves of this movie. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Yesterday is a see it. Yeah. Um. So I guess I can t- little talk just a tiny bit about Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, because you don't want to give spoilers. And, and I'm gonna not. Do... And we're gonna do. We got later this week. We're going to have a, a full spoiler episode, and I'm fine to just talk a little bit about it now, mm-hmm. just to kind of give a basic review. Um, because there's almost nothing you can say about this movie that isn't a spoiler. Like, okay. Fr- from the first. 20 he goes minutes, to Europe. That does happen. Yes, that is true. <laughs> That's so, all I know. But about the trailers it. do not really give you an indication of what this movie's about. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it, and Jake Gyllenhaal gives one of the best performance moments I have seen in film, mainly because of the thing he's doing is something that shouldn't have worked. So this is not really a spoiler, but there is a moment where his character stands up on like a a bar, like like at a restaurant, and spouts exposition for about 15 minutes. Now... In most films, that would be a moment where you're like, what is happening? Turn it off. Turn it off. What is going on? Somehow, and I'm not the only one who felt this way, everyone in the theater, this packed theater, was captivated for 15 minutes as he just spoke and explained something and went through and basically spouted exposition and explained something that had happened for 15, like almost 15 minutes. I think he's one of um, the more underrated actors of our generation. And he's incredible in this movie. I, I think he's up there it. with Leo. He's up there with Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, I would agree. He's a, I think he's a really great actor. And he does a phenomenal job in this movie. Um, is he the villain? Uh, well, he's – this is the thing about him is he's not um, – what I will say and from what the trailers give you, he's not the villain. Uh, he is not really from this area is what I'll, what I'll say. One of the, one of the trailers – one of the trailers gives away a little bit where he's from, but he's not from here. That's my world. of this world. Now, for those of you who've seen the movie, check out our spoiler talk, and I will clarify. Go in depth. I will clarify the answer to Taylor's question in that. But for right now, my answer is he's not from here. Okay. So, but he's he's here to help. He's like Misty. What's his name? Mysterio. Mysterio. Is he getting his own movie? Well. 
this is the thing. So Mysterial is part of something called the Sinister Six, or at least was used to be. So this is the this is the, what's hard. These movies are going against the comics a little bit. Right. So Mysterio is part of the Sinister Six, which is kind of a villain group that goes against Spider-Man at one point in time. And there's been a lot of talk of doing movies about that. But the way they did this character wouldn't actually fit. Right, because he was kind of aiding Spider-Man. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, he's aiding him. So unless they do something different with it, which they could. Subvert that, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Mysterio and Spider-Man are teaming up in this movie against something that they call um, the Elementals. Which are basically creatures that represent the elements. Okay. Cool. But it's a great movie. This is what I will say. It's a great movie. It's a see it for me. Absolutely go see this movie. It's a phenomenal movie. Tom Holland, he's still... Tom Holland's still great as Spider-Man. Uh, Zendaya is great as Mary Jane Watson. Um, or I guess Michelle is her name but in this, but it's MJ. Um, his, his little friend, still hilarious. There's actually a great moment... There's again, it's a school trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. There's a great moment where his friend gets into a, a relationship during the trip with someone else on the trip, and it's just hilarious. It's just so high school, and it worked. And it's just the little things they throw into this movie is amazing. It's a see it for me. I can't say any more than that. Okay. And your questions I won't, I are starting won't to make it difficult crying. to answer. So it's a see it for me. But stay tuned. Our full spoiler talk will be out later in the week. Andrew and I will break down the whole movie. One last question for the viewers as well as myself. Do you need to see the first Spider-Man, like the first Tom Holland Spider-Man to follow the activities no, in this No, not at all. One? Nope. You only need to know that Tom Holland is Spider-Man. His aunt knows who he is, like knows that he's Spider-Man. That's about all you need to know from the previous movie. Um, no, they do a really good job of explaining things as they go. You don't actually even have to really see any MC you movies um you should have a general idea of what's going on but you don't have to that's always the question right when you're entering the marvel universe do you need to watch like 20 movies before you can watch like 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 movies like black panther it will enhance things but spider-man not not, yeah not necessary and i think i think if you have a general idea though of what happened in avengers endgame that would be useful but they also explain it at the beginning of the movie and you can read wikipedia you can read wikipedia so if you're (laughs) if you're just not a marvel fan but you're a huge spider-man fan no you don't have to have seen anything you can go into this movie and still enjoy it so there you go. That's Spider-Man Far From Home. It's a see it for me, but you'll hear from, from more from me and Andrew later in the week. Yeah. So our last movie to talk about. Annabelle Comes hey, Home. I think it's called Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. And I, this just was, always, I just always say, oh, let's go see the new Annabelle movie. Which is all part of the Conjuring universe, <laughs> universe. that has Annabelle and the nun and, and yeah. it's all kind of My part of MCU. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I haven't seen this one, but I did see the last Annabelle movie. Which was came, very good. Which very, very good. I enjoyed it. I went uh, with a couple friends and we who actually – not all my friends were like horror movies. So it's a small group yeah. who did. Most of them are gone now unfortunately. So I have no one to go with. They but, haven't uh, died. They're, they're just – They're all dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now, yeah, I really enjoyed the last Annabelle movie. So how was Annabelle Come Home? Come it was home? great. Um, I – so – the Conjuring universe is kind of a hit or hit or a miss, depending on who's directing, who's producing, and who's writing. The ones that do the best critically as well as box office are the kind of the main Conjuring movies yes. with the Warrens, yes, and then the Annabelle spinoffs, yes. So this Annabelle because the Nun wasn't very well received. No, and I, I, I liked did, it. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> mind it. I like Annabelle movies better They're than better. the Nun, but I didn't mind the Nun. The Nun, like, to me, was a lot of fun because I saw it in theaters. Mm. I don't – it's one of those movies if you didn't see it in theaters. So better in theaters, absolutely. It would be kind of yeah. crummy. Yeah. I think the Annabelle and the the Conjuring movies proper 
those ones you can watch at home and still be scared. Yeah. You don't need the sure. atmosphere of the theater. Except it's a little confusing. The first Annabelle spinoff movie, not very good. The second one, really good. This one, the new one, the third one, pretty good. So, yeah. So, okay, yeah. The, there's been three Annabelle movies. There's been movies. three Annabelle movies, yes. The first yeah. one's kind of a write-off. But this, the I really like the second, second one. last one. Because the last one was before there. Annabelle creation. Wasn't that Annabelle creation? Annabelle was creation's the second the one. The second one, which was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And then this is now Annabelle Comes Home, which is technically the third spinoff yeah. Annabelle movie. And the Warrens reappear. So in oh. the second one, um, you kind of find out how Annabelle was made. Yes, you kind of connect she, it at the end. Yeah. And they're in um, an orphanage. Yeah. The orphanage is the home of the man who originally made mm-hmm. Annabelle. Mm-hmm. So in the third, this newest movie, it's about how um, Annabelle ends up in the Warren's collection, yes. which is alluded to in the very first Conjuring movie. Okay. You see, that's the first reference of Annabelle. Okay. So... Th- See, this is this is like the Marvel universe. Oh no! It's, yeah, you've got it. It's convoluted, and you have to see. Like, if you haven't seen some of these, it would be yeah, very it wouldn't really. Absolutely. This one is a good standalone. You could watch this one and not have mm-hmm. reference to the other ones. But again, to like understand the Warrens and what they do, and but it enhances it, right? Like it's the same with Marvel. It, like it, if you see all of them, it just enhances your experience, yeah. I think. But it doesn't necessarily ruin it if you have. Like we've been with these characters over multiple movies yeah, now, for sure. and you know. So this movie is about um, Annabelle ending up in their home. Okay. Um, and it's set up like a classic haunted house movie. Um, so the parents go away, a babysitter comes and is looking after the daughter of the Warrens, and obviously hijinks ensue. Of course, because it's as a haunted do. house. It's the seventies. As they do. There's a pizza man. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a pizza man. <laughs> there's Amazing. A, there's a love interest. So is it the best movie ever made? No. Is it predictable? Yes. But is it an enjoyable experience overall? For sure. And is it – so here's the thing about even the Annabelle movies. What I like about the Annabelle movies in Conjuring is it's a good mix of jump scares and legitimate atmospheric horror. Qualities. Yeah. So does this movie also fulfill that where, yes, there are jump scares, but there's also just an atmosphere that's so unsettling that it becomes scary? I would say there's a lot of jump scares. Mm-hmm. I'm in the minority. I do not have a problem with jump scares because they do what is expected of oh, a horror work. movie. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you want to be scared. You're seeing a horror movie. Jump scares do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the kid, the younger daughter, she's pretty creepy. Mm. So there is that atmospheric. There's yeah. this one ghost that's following her. He is. It's not a jump scare. It's just scary. Okay. Like they see you like it's. You see the ghost front on, and it's like it's just creepy and scary. He's just there, yeah. You know, kind of like that, the so it follows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where you just see it, and even though it's not a jump square, the fact that it's on the screen, it's not moving the way they've done his makeup. You're like, ugh, yeah, get him off yeah, the screen. Yeah. Like I don't want to see him anymore. And that's interesting because normally to me, the not seeing something makes it scarier. But when they do it well like that, where it's it's the quick look yeah, and you're seeing something and just the, the taking your mind's moment to like actually process what you're seeing. Yeah. And then, you know, the cutaway, so yeah, the, the cutaway cut and then come back and it's not there. And anymore. it's not there. Oh, it's to so me, horrifying. Even though it's a cliche horror technique, it still works. Absolutely. And that's why filmmakers continue to use it in film because there is something unsettling about seeing a body yeah. unmoving in like the periphery of your vision. Anyways, if that happened to me in real life, 
I would die from fright. I've had two incidences where bats have gotten into my apartment and <laughs> the both, Sega. both times were I saw it out of the peripheral vision first and then looked, didn't see anything, and then it appeared again. And that was terrifying. Oh, yeah. One time was at 3 a.m. And I'm asleep and it was flying around my room. Ooh. That's pretty terrifying. Like that's and that again, that's a jump scare that worked. Yeah. And I just gotta bring up my bat saga no matter what. Well, you know, it's a good gotta one. I just gotta bring up the fact that it's, I live with bats. It's a good one. Yeah. Um good performances throughout the film. Mm. That's what I would say about the conjuring universe, is that even if the story is a little hit or miss, I feel like the actors give really solid oh, performances. It's not one of those horror movies franchises where the acting is dreadful and you're and it's like taking focus away from the fact that the of the movie like mm-hmm. i think every movie i've seen in this universe the acting's been very on. predictable or not sorry not predictable very dependable like mm-hmm. it's they're just giving yeah. solid performances you're gonna give you're gonna get solid performances when you go um see these they're very believable yeah like how they're reacting in the moment you're like yep yeah, makes sense and they always are very well casted in that they the cast have charisma yeah like it's to me i'm like yeah that is someone that's the babysitter and yeah. they have this relationship definitely and now they're going to go through all these things together. And yeah, so I thought um, if you're a fan of the Conjuring universe, definitely go see it. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in the Conjuring universe and haven't seen any of the movies, Annabelle Come Home Comes Home is a great standalone film. Um, but definitely maybe watch the first Conjuring movie to get introduced get a, to the yeah, Warrens get and to get it, introduced yeah. to Annabelle. Um, she's just one creepy doll i'll tell you that <laughs> but you, overall though you would still give it a see it oh 100 because if you can watch it on your own then even a horror fan who's not as invested will still get something out of it yeah like just talking about it makes me think of annabelle and she yeah. gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah, yeah. So. well any anything with a little doll is creepy Ugh, it's very she's creepy jacked up looking. yeah yeah and there you, okay so there you go we've got annabelle comes home to see it yep yesterday is a see it Spider-Man Far From Home is a see it. And unfortunately, late night playing at the screening room, room is a skip it or an airplane. <laughs> um, hey, and that's the, that's the thing about I, – I mean, I always enjoy going to the screening room. Oh, yeah, hands and down. And I enjoy it because I get to see these different films. Unfortunately, right now, I even, you know, mentioned this to, to the staff there. It's like it's summer movie season. There's less that they're getting that's coming through because all these ma- major blockbusters yep. are out there. Um, but, again, if you're looking to see a good movie at the screening room – in Kingston, there are better choices, I just think, than late night. There's still, like, Rocket Man, I think, was still playing. <laughs> At least I saw something about it. Rocket Man will be somewhere. coming to the screen room very shortly. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Um, Next week is Wild Rose, which is another music-centric Yeah, and that's movie. about a country singer. Yeah, from Glasgow, yeah. who wants to make it big in Nashville. And that's interesting, because that hasn't come through here even in the big theaters yet. So, that's so I'm looking forward to that yeah, one. That'll, that'll and, be our review next week, for sure. Um, Midsummer is coming soon, the yep. horror movie, yep. the and follow-up one. to Hereditary. Yeah. So don't worry, loyal listeners. There are good movies out there. Persevere. <laughs> Just don't go see Late Night. See anything Just else. Don't There's go some see great documentaries on right now. Um, but yeah, I think next week we'll probably be taking a look at, at Wild Rose will be our movie, and then we'll see what else is playing in kind of the, the larger theaters. I like each week to to look at some uh, at least one big blockbuster because mm-hmm. we are in that season right now um, after going through a dry spell of terrible movies. So we'll see. Um, so we got about ten minutes left in this. Do episode. we really? Yeah, like we, we. This is where usually not a great plan would sit. So, Sorry. what do you want to talk about, Taylor? Is there oh. anything else on your mind? I don't Dive know. into any other film topics. We should have had 
prepared some notes. That's fine. I think people should see us struggle for the next 10 minutes. I think this is kind of a good uh, it's kind of a good thing. I mean. Well, let's talk about our most anticipated movies. Um, still to come. Still to come this summer. Because we have, it's been not a great summer. No, I mean, like Spider-Man Far From Home was the first big summer movie since Endgame, I think, that I saw and, and really, like, came out of it just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I liked Detective Pikachu, but it was just, like, fun. Yeah. I didn't think Men in Black International was really worth it. Mm-hmm. And anything else I've seen so far, I've been kind of meh about. Toy Story 4 was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you gave it a see it. I, yeah, I gave it a see it. But again, that's, like, you know, I think you have to be into those movies, though, to still yeah. enjoy those. Um, once upon a time in Hollywood, I'm really looking forward to. I'm the pretty next jazzed. Qu- yeah, like I, every every trailer I've seen for that, I'm really excited about. Um, it's coming out this weekend. Is it this week? I thought it was next weekend. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was next weekend. Okay. Either way, this weekend, next weekend, it's coming out soon. And I've seen I, there's a couple Quentin Tarantino movies that I don't like, um, but there's a handful of them that that I really really like. I just up a level for me in terms of films so i'm hoping it's one of those for me because it does look quite good i don't like i um i'm really looking forward to this movie because it's set in a time period that i love late 60s early 70s hollywood we're talking about the manson murders it's a story i haven't heard told yet yeah manson murders like i haven't seen anything um i've seen documentaries about it and i've seen one film about it i think it's called call me charlie Mm. Um, I am Charlie, which was pretty good. It was about um, the women in the cult, right? Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm interested in cults. I'm interested in the Manson murders. Um, it seems like the murders aren't going to be the main focus. of the No, film. I think the main focus is going to be the Hollywood aspect of it. But again, Charles Manson was, you know, a lot of why a lot of those murders happened came out of Hollywood's related yeah. things. Like that's what happened. So I'm pretty excited. I I feel like Tarantino. Um, I don't know, like, I feel like people think he's an amazing filmmaker when I feel like he just is consistent. I'd say he's consistent, And yeah. he rips a lot of things off, and people who don't have, like, a wide experience with film think, like, oh, wow, like, Tarantino's so novel, when really he's just using film tropes yeah. that, like, aren't... That if you're familiar with film, you would be aware of. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he is a huge film fan, so he's yeah. He like dropped tropes. out of high school yeah. to. F- yeah. And I'm not gonna begrudge him that, but I no. feel like he gets more credit than credit is due. I totally agree. Um, but that being said, I really enjoyed Django Unchained, but part of that was the performances. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, in my opinion, gave an Oscar-worthy performance in Django Unchained. Um, he did need a, a liver yet, or whatever he didn't. Yeah, but he smashes hand. That blood is he real should. in yes, that scene did. when yeah. he smashes yeah. the glass. So the Lion King is the big wide release this uh, weekend. Okay. So I think I believe you're gonna go see that. Yeah, probably. Um, but I think that does mean that oh, once upon a time Hollywood. coming out. Yeah, Midsummer's coming out soon. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm just I'm just on websites here looking up to see what what's coming up next. Um, but I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is till later in July. One of my other films that I'm really looking forward to is the new It movie, but that doesn't yes. come out until September. It Chapter 2. Yeah. I saw a trailer for it when I went to go see Annabelle, and the trailer, if the movie is as scary as the trailer, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the rest of the movie. Like, <laughs> Is it the same trailer that they released? Because they released one trailer on YouTube. Um, It's Jessica Chastain, yes. and she's... 
meeting the old woman. Yes, who then lives. that's the trailer I saw. Yes, and oh. <laughs> it really reminds me of the movie The Visit. Oh, The Visit um, was so creepy. Which some people didn't find that movie scary, but I find like Alzheimer, like you know, dementia and stuff. Yeah. To me, it's frightening because it's very real. Mm-hmm. Losing your cognitive abilities. No, it's very real. So, um. I saw like elements of the the visit in this mm-hmm. like the old woman running around. Anyway, I don't want to give anything. It's a tra- it's in the it's in the it's trailer. In the, so yeah, it's not and a the trailer's spoiler. out there. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it chapter 2 and I just thought that trailer was phenomenal. But again, yeah, that's a fall movie. There's a couple movies that I know are coming out in the fall that I'm looking forward to, but a lot of the bigger sort of movies for Oscars you're not going to start hearing about for a yeah. little bit a while, but in terms of summer movies, yeah, like Lion King, meh, like I'll go see it. We'll see what happens. Midsummer, I'm definitely looking forward to. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are kind of the ones that are left. Because I don't really care about Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I don't even know what that it's is. It's the Fast and the Furious spinoff. It's oh. The Block and Jason State. It's basically two huge muscular men go around beating each other up and other people. Cool. With yeah. cars. With cars. Like, it'll be an action movie. I, I'm i not really into that personally. Like, I like to I like to see movies that have a little bit more to it in my mind. Like, I, don't, I, I know those movies have a lot of heart. But I don't think there's much else to those films. I've seen a couple Fast yeah, and like, Furious movies. Vin Diesel's like very invested. Yeah, but he's the... not. Now this is he has a feud going on with The Rock. Him and The Rock oh. don't like each other, and this is sort of the spinoff movie because they they won't, they won't be work on. together. The last anymore? Fast and Furious movie, they they never shot a scene together. They CGI'd each other into into different scenes. They were never ever together. Grow up. Yeah. You're being paid millions of dollars. Like, The Rock seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. So I don't know if this is mainly Vin Diesel who has the grudge or whatever. But if – the yeah, for both of them, it's like, can't you just grow up? Like, you're making a lot of money. You're adults. You're supposed to be these, like – Like, people don't like their colleagues all man. the time. Yeah, no. And just deal deal with it. Like, you're – Do you know what the feud's about? No. I have no idea. I've just heard they don't like each other. It could be working style, could be anything, but I know right. I think it's the the two of them do not get along. Maybe steroid use. Maybe I'm that. Don't put me on record, people, for that. I'm just speculating. Maybe, and I mean, like Vin Diesel is a very odd human. Um, I still remember the the Michelle Rodriguez saying that the Fast and Furious has to do a better job of creating good female roles, yeah. and then not 24 hours later after that statement came out was. A video of him with his arm around her and her being like, Vin Diesel has always been great for for women. And, the, and it's out there and it's the creepiest, weirdest thing. And you're almost like, okay, blink if you need help. It's yeah, almost like what, what you're thinking. What were they going for? Yeah. Like, was it and like because he's a, And because he's a major producer, he probably contacted her and was like, why would you say that? I've been so – and he has been. He's been very supportive of her career and other people. So probably he was like, we got to do this to save face for me. Yeah. But that's aren't... a little manipulative and weird. Like let a person have an opinion and also she's right. But anyway, that to me, Vin Diesel is a very odd person. So I personally – I'm like biased because I think The Rock is a genuinely nice person, so I think it's Vin Diesel. His persona, at least, like he seems the man that's presented to the world seems like stand up, grade A, can't get much better than The Rock. And he's just nice. Yeah, he's just an actual nice, caring person. Whereas Vin Diesel seems kind of creepy and weird to me. Yeah, I can't really get a read on him. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but anyway, there you go. We got to the end of the episode. (laughs) We're talking about that, so we still got into some headline stuff. Um, But thanks everybody for listening. As I said, look out for another podcast this week about Spider-Man: Far From Home. It'll be out in the next couple of days, uh, and then we'll be back next week with our uh, review of Wild Rose. And in the meantime, 
go see some movies. <laughs>